0: welcome to the Healthy Postnatal Body Podcast with your postnatal expert, Peter Lapp, That would be me. Today we're answering two questions, really. I'm just at a point where I feel I can start to get into a routine and get on top of my diastasis recta, but I've just found out I'm pregnant again. Is there anything I should or should not be doing? And the second one is, why is my gap getting bigger postnatal? I did some physio after my baby when I was seven months postpartum, but now my gap is getting bigger again. What's happening, right? I'll figure it out. I'll answer it all. It'll be fun. Here we go. Welcome to the Healthy the Body Podcast with me, Peter Lap. Like I said, it is day 4th of October, 2020. And it's yet another beautiful, beautiful Sunday afternoon. Uh, what are we doing today? I'm answering a couple of questions for you. First, all, I would like to start congratulating Ashley for winning the skincare products. And just to remind everybody that there is a new prize up for three amazing cookbooks. Um, If you want to play, just go onto Instagram and Facebook and, you know, you comment on the competition post and job done. Uh, Give us a like and a follow on Insta, Facebook, all that sort of stuff, just so you stay in touch and you know what's happening. What are we doing today? I'm answering two questions. Uh, It's all diastasis recta related and it's all proper postnatal stuff again. Right, so the first one was, uh, I already read it out beforehand, but I'll just do it again. I'm just at a point where I can feel I start to get, um, sorry. I'm just at a point where I feel I can start to get into a routine and get on top of my diastasis recti, but I've just found out I'm pregnant again. Is there anything I should or should not be doing? And Let me just correct a finger. Um, This lady is six months postpartum. Uh, just for those of you curious enough. And now she feels that she's able, physically uh, ca- and mentally capable of, of, of getting back into it, um, which is good, as good a time as any, right? Um, and obviously, you know, pregnant again, it can be really tricky sometimes to uh, to know what you can and can do. But as I um, answered to her individually as well, um, Basically, how it works is any postnatal program, such as healthy postnatal body, MUTU, Katrina Oakley, all those sort of things um, are completely safe to do when you are pregnant up until the last trimester when you need to adapt adapt stuff a little bit uh, because you can't do exercises on your back anymore. Right, Uh, because of pressure it puts on your cava and your carotid artery and and on your arteries and all that sort of stuff, carotid artery. What are you talking about, Peter? Focus, man. Um, Right, so basically, I would strongly recommend getting into an exercise routine, but starting it properly, starting it with just the standard postnatal stuff. So you start with heel slides and build up your core strength. Because if you get your core activating now, activating properly, it'll make recovery after your second, preg- second pregnancy significantly easier. Um, I see so many emails and Jess very kindly sends on so many things that she comes across online um, that drive me nuts. People say, yeah, I've had four kids and I don't know why my belly looks like crap. Just um, because you had four kids. <laughs> right? Um, or I'm on my fifth and I never had diastasis recti, but now I do. And I always just want to go, yes, you did. You had diastasis recti, you just didn't do anything about it. Um, There is, in my humble opinion, zero chance that you have four kids and don't have diastasis recti afterwards. And then on your fifth, all of a sudden you have eight centimeters. Uh, You always had it. So this is a good time. <clears throat> Sorry, um, this is a good time. You're six months postpartum. You just found out you're pregnant. so I'm guessing you're relatively early on. Um, so this is a good time to start exercising. You know, you start by doing your core, and pelvic floor exercises um, and do it in an organized and in a structured way. Uh, I had a question today about someone saying, what about postnatal yoga? And someone said, yeah, just look on YouTube. And that is a horrible idea. YouTube is not a good resource for exercise videos, uh, unless you're fit as a fiddle. But for postpartum, it's terrible uh, because you don't know the order of the videos. The order of videos should, should be in. So when they say diastasis recti is safe, that doesn't actually mean anything because it depends on which stage of diastasis recti you're actually at. So stay away from YouTube invest, spend a couple of pennies, you're going to have a second kid, and so that's going to cost you another quarter of a million pounds by the time they're 18. Spend a couple of pennies on a postnatal program. Uh, obviously, you know, you can, we do the three months free trial and that. If you're uh, three months pregnant now, takes you a fair while in, right? Um, what you should and should not be doing is don't do anything silly. Right, All the normal postnatal rules apply. So until your core and your diastasis recti um, has been resolved, and your pelvic floor and all that sort of stuff is working, avoid things that put an excessive amount of pressure on, um, on your core and your pelvic floor. Um, things like leg raises are quite tough exercises to do. Uh, running is one of those things that I'm just not keen on. Any sort of impact exercises. Star jumps, burpees, all that sort of boot campy stuff, full sit-ups, um, uh, all that sort of stuff that are tougher than than they might first appear. Um, you could obviously also um, put your own things together, and then you're looking at heel slides and um, glute bridges and all that sort of stuff. That is kind of what you should be focusing on. Just all the standard things mainly with glute activation and core activation. So like I said, spend a couple of pennies, uh, get a postnatal program and um, get cracking. Just have some fun with it, but do do something uh, because it will really help your recovery after your second. Right. That didn't take too long because it is such an easy question to answer. Right. Only seven minutes. Right. By the way, if you have any questions, peter at healthypostnatalbody.com. Right. Just send me a little email, put something on Facebook or the Instagram or something like that. And it'll get to me as well at some stage if you don't end up in my spam folder. Um, yeah, that's all. Obviously, tell your friends. Um, second question. Why is my gap getting bigger? Now, this is a latest three years postpartum. And why is my gap getting bigger? This, I did some physio after my baby when I was seven months postpartum. But now my gap is getting bigger again. How can that happen? I thought this was once it had closed a little bit, it would stay there. Um, that's her words, not mine. So how, how did it happen? Well, very simply put, you didn't fix anything. Um, you, when you say things like I did some physio after my baby. And this is this is not uh, not a judgment call, right? This is not me saying, oh, you should really have done X, Y, Z. Um, this is one of those. I don't know how much physio you were offered. and Maybe you were only offered one or two sessions, or you could only afford one or two sessions. But basically what happened is you didn't completely heal anything. Things didn't move back into place and things didn't fully recover. And things like your baby getting heavier into and turning into a toddler, and you still having to lift him or her, um, and all that sort of stuff, and going about your daily life and not doing enough core exercises, just made that the gap opened up again, um, so got bigger again. You, it's you can kind of compare it to. The my usual broken leg analogy If I break a leg and I um, get some treatment. I'm in a cast for three weeks and then take the cast off and I start walking on it again. It's going to grow back wonky or grow back. It's going to be repair wonky, even though it has healed a little bit. It hasn't fully recovered. And then after a few years, I'm going to have bigger issues uh, than I did at the beginning because everything is out of position. That's kind of what happened here. You didn't take your time. and it's, like I said, not necessarily your fault, but this happens quite a bit, where people get offered um, some sort of physiotherapy, uh, two or three sessions, and then they fall out of the habit. This is why I'm a big fan of people budgeting for personal training afterwards. Right? Let's talk about the let's talk about that a little bit. The the when you find you fall pregnant, when you've fallen pregnant, it is a really good idea to immediately put 40, 45 quid aside for a pelvic floor specialist. Right? You're gonna need to see one postnatal. Don't don't rely on the NHS to to give you all that sort of stuff. It's it's very unlikely to happen, definitely not likely to happen very quickly. And it's in my humble opinion, it's something that you could see coming. And if you find out you have no pelvic floor issues, awesome. You keep your 45 quid. But if you find you fall pregnant, you've fallen pregnant and you can afford uh, to have a baby. And that's, of course, all, all making an assumption here, but um, a baby costs you 200, 250,000 pounds. Right? That's how much it's going to cost you. Not all in one go, but over the course of 15 years, uh, 18 or 21 years. Sorry. Um, so you can afford five pounds. So you need to put that aside. To, to get um access to a pelvic floor specialist. Then ideally you want to put another seven hundred pound aside and get some PT sorted. As a, my my rate for 24 sessions is 700 pounds for post nasal package. And I know I'm cheaper than most, but you know that's even if it's a thousand pounds, you should be able to afford that I think. If you have a kid. Um, and this is obviously very much a middle class white guy sort of approach to it, right? If you can't afford to put a thousand pounds aside, uh, then that's fine. There are cheaper options available, right? That's where you then move into the online sort of thing. Um, an online program is the next best thing after face to face personal training. So if you can't afford or, or you have no decent PTs living near you, then you'll probably need to spend a bit of money on the postnatal program online and um, MUTU is $150. Um, last time I checked because I had a bit of a fit the other day. Um, I'm not sure what Katrina charges her, her first three weeks are, are free. And then you pay for what comes after that but I've not come across for prices uh, we give you three months for free and then eight pound a month so you say even if you need six months worth of uh, six months worth of guidance and exercise advice and, and programs and all that sort of stuff it'll cost you anywhere between 25 and 100 pounds so you need to put that aside as well um, I think you can probably afford 25 quid uh, over the course of six months, um, I'm, I've only come across one case where I knew that definitely wasn't the case. And I'm obviously talking in in terms of UK and US and all that sort of stuff, right? I'm not talking about like deepest darkest Africa where um, and Bangladesh and all that sort of stuff. So assuming you're living in the West, you can afford eight a month, and if you can't, then you know there's, that's a bit of an issue already because you're going to struggle raising a baby. Uh, so putting that aside is a good idea. So you put the aside 45 pounds for a postnatal uh, pelvic floor specialist, and then you put 25 to 100 pounds aside for your postnatal program. Right? Um, and you need to do your exercises. So you need to start planning that in a little bit. And that should be part of your preparation. If you don't, it's going to bite you in the bum. The amount of emails and, and, and things I see online that is depressing, people who have been working on a postnatal program for 17 months because they're five, six, seven years postpartum and for 18 months they've been working on an on online thing and they are, it's just not working for them. You know, it's its essentially you can trace it all back to not doing anything at, at the start. Um, if you can afford to, to get PT, you get PT. Uh, always... Always get access to a pelvic floor specialist. not from the NHS. There is just no point. It shouldn't be on the NHS anyways, I think. Um, unless you have real issues. But postpartum, if you can afford a baby scan, private baby scan, you can afford a pelvic floor specialist. Um, so that would be controversial. Um, <laughs> so why is your gap getting bigger again? Yeah, because the the pressure, the abdominal pressure is still building up. So... Um, that is why your gap is getting bigger again. Yeah, you're not doing enough to fight anything uh, against it. And it can be bloating, can be to do with food. So have a look and changing your diet. Definitely get your exercises in. Um, and then the gap will get smaller again. It is that simple, really. There isn't actually that much to it. And I'm only 15 minutes into a 25 minute, 30 minute podcast, which is a bit of a pickle because I've got very little left to talk about. But here, through the magic of editing, I am back and we will address one of my little pet peeves instead how amazing is that? just came across uh, this little doozy right uh, Jess had sent this on to me uh, a while ago uh, just just kind of forgot right uh, about this one. This is from a uh, from a little diosus rec I thing right it's a lady that said basically asking. If anyone with diastasis recta has experienced lower back pain, yes, close. constipation, yeah, it can be, tummy ache, extreme bloating, uh, well, that's not the diastasis recta thing, but it makes your DR worse, not feeling as strong and confident, yes, obviously, and then she says, I'm a postnatal yoga teacher, so doing all I can, but wait a minute. <laughs> Uh, there's very little information on diastasis rectum that she can see and GP doctors seem to be so dismissive about DR causing any of the above issues and this I I keep coming back to this and I know I hammer this point home a lot a lot of the postnatal qualifications are just not that good Um, just because someone teaches postnatal yoga doesn't mean they have a clue what they're talking about when it comes to diastasis recti and diastasis recti is something you should really, really, really know when you're teaching any sort of postnatal course. Uh, Postnatal English, you you would need to know something about diastasis recti. Um, So please make sure that when you have, uh, when you're going to do sort of postnatal yoga, ask the questions. Ask about diastasis recti and ask them to explain to you what diastasis recti is, right? So if you're going to find a postnatal yoga class and and you can do some of them now again, uh, so then you walk up to the teacher and you say, okay, I have diastasis recti. What can we do for this? And then um, if they cannot explain what diastasis recti is or how to resolve it, then you know that they are just rehashing um, certain routines. But a lot of yoga instructors do that, right? Flame um, is saying same for Pilates instructors and personal trainers as well, to be honest. They stick to a program. They stick to what they have been given. Ghost Gone Strong did a, did a thing a while ago uh, making a... The Girls Gone Strong, by the way, is an online sort of uh, thing. It's like a movement. Well, it's a business now, but it's a movement where... A lot of personal trainers are members of that of that group. And Girls Gone Strong made a resource available, freely available to all their members, basically exercise routines. And a lot of the PTs in that group went, this is great, I can give this to my client. Um, but if you don't think about why something is or is not suitable for your client. It's a, is not really personal training, and B, you're not giving it any thoughts. There's no consideration behind what you're doing. Um, you see this with, and this is, I'm not slagging off, but it's kind of a, a, what group exercise instructors do when they do less Mills. So you have a Les Mills uh, bar class or body combat, and every three or four months, every year, however often it comes out, there's a new CD comes out, or it used to be a CD. And a new exercise routine came out. New music, and this is where we squat, and this is where we do lunges, and all that sort of stuff. And that's great. There's nothing wrong with that um, from a group exercise perspective. But you cannot do that if you do anything to do with rehab. Um, Just repeating a routine without putting any thought and effort into how this affects people individually means you don't actually build up any knowledge. You just go, ah, this is diastasis recti safe, uh, or this is safe for postnatal people to do. But if people come in and say, but I have diastasis recti and poor core activation, or I have pelvic girdle pain, and you just go, yeah, but this is fine for postnatal, and you don't know how to fix that. So make sure when you select a postnatal yoga instructor, a postnatal group exercise instructor, anything like that, that they know what they're talking about. Because a lot of them just do not have the information that they need to actually special, uh, specialise in this sort of stuff uh, to actually help you to actually guarantee that you're not you're not making it worse. Um, that that really is um, is a massive massive issue, especially in the UK. Um, that's all. I just thought I'd answer that one because. That was uh, I think quite an important one. And I will leave it there. Just a nice short podcast. It will be a bit of music, healthypostentalboy.com, as always, guys. Three months, free trial. Then eight pounds a month after that. The cheapest out there. We're also the best, but also the cheapest out there. Uh, we have some amazing things coming up in the next uh in the next run. Right, we're gonna get a website. It's a little bit of an overhaul again. There's exciting things happening. Um, which should happen in the next couple of weeks before Christmas, right? Check out our Facebook page for your competition and all that sort of stuff. Um, Send me a couple of emails. Just have something to talk about uh, on Wednesday when I'll be back and checking in on you again, right? Take care of yourself and I'll see you then. Bye now.